People like you, organizations like Rape Check, I love you guys. You are clear for takeoff runway 21 left. Winds are calm. Stand by for the free trans on uniform. It's showtime. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Ramp Check Podcast. Notice I didn't say special edition. Hi, I'm Tony. <laughs> hey, I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm Ryan. I'm I'm not really, like, as hyperactive and excited today. I'm just kind of over all the bullshit with everything being closed down, so... <laughs> I'm going to wear my emotions on my sleeve during this podcast. <laughs> Great. Welcome <laughs> to the Downer Podcast. <laughs> Starring. Um, by the way, uh, three brothers, of course, uh, Tony, Aaron, and Ryan Rumfalo. Um, if you're not familiar with us yet, and this, if this is your first time ever listening to the Ramp Check Podcast because you're stuck at home, and you've gone through every goddamn TikTok video that you can find, and there's nothing else to do, and some friend turned you on to the Ramp Check podcast, welcome. And shame on you for not listening until now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's actually, that's funny. Um, you know, we're actually getting more and more of a following, and we appreciate everybody listening. Um, we've had some really cool guests on recently. Um, uh, you know, we had fast on again, uh, we had Mark Asara, the, um, KC-135 tanker pilot, and then, uh, Chris Holmes, just, just, uh, the last podcast we uploaded. Um, yeah, yeah. so what's good is we're following through on our promise to have more guests. Yes, so absolutely. We're going to exactly. continue to do that, um, good rather point. than just talk about it. And speaking of good following, we're almost to 6,400 on Instagram. I saw that. So uh, thank you we're, to our listeners, to our followers. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. It's, it's a lot of fun. We get a lot of interaction uh, through our Instagram as well. A lot of direct messages. Uh, we get tagged in things all the time. We just, we, we, we love it. We appreciate it. And we're honored to have you as a follower and a listener. I <laughs> must add. Oh, I was going to say thank you, but you're not talking to me. Yeah, you're not talking um, to us. Huh? <laughs> no. I thought you were going to say, I'm honored to have you as my brother. Well, oh. that too. Oh, well, that too, right? Most of the time. Um, yeah, no shit. Yeah, so we really don't have an agenda today. Um, and if you've if you've listened to more than one episode of the podcast, you're like, no shit, Sherlock. I mean, because yeah, that's kind of how we always are. I know we're but, just kind of following our normal deal, right? We usually we usually have a few things that we want to talk about, and it's usually a little bit more structured. But um, gee, I think right now we just kind of need to decompress and and uh, just make sure everybody's out there, staying safe, staying healthy. Um, should I just say it? What? Hashtag social distancing. <laughs> hashtag flattening the curve. <laughs> Hashtag I mean, staying at home. I mean, I've never <laughs> Hashtag denied. fuck, I can't wait for this to end. <laughs> Sorry. I've never denied we haven't, we didn't need to do something. And a lot of it is unknown. It's just uh, the yeah. longer it goes, the more. And, and this isn't just talking 
like out of thin air. Like I've done a lot of educating um, and a lot of reading to, you know, check sources and things. And it's just, it's just looking more and more like it was just overblown. And uh, that's frustrating, especially yeah, for well, the aviation there's, industry. There's fine. There's finally like solid, reliable numbers that we can start, you know, going by and you know it, it definitely is looking more like a really contagious flu type sickness and i'm mm-hmm. sure there's listeners are going to be like oh you can't compare it to the flu and you can't well why the hell not crying out loud yeah. flu kills sixty thousand people in the u.s every year like come on it, it's yes it's scary it's and, and and I tell you, really, in my opinion, what it really comes down to is it was all the fear of the unknown. Because all of a sudden, here's this new virus, mm-hmm. and uh, you know nobody really knew anything about it. It was extremely, um, what's the medical term? Communicable, <laughs> contagious, <so>. contagious, <laughs> communicable, whatever. It was easily um, passed along you know, from human to human. And, and, uh, that's what kind of freaked everybody out. And, and then the people that did get sick, which the vast majority of them were people that were already, you know, kind of older and already had some health problems and, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe had some, you know, immune deficiencies, those type of things, uh, which is still true to this day. Most of the people that have, you know, unfortunately passed away, um, you know, a really bad bout of the flu could have done the same thing. And, and, uh, or a number of other things, you know, exactly. And, and, you know, we feel bad for the, the dead and everything, but it's like, it's definitely when, when we look back at this chapter in the world, you know, 10, 20 years from now, hopefully we learned a lot from this experience and realize that this, I don't want to say knee-jerk reaction, maybe a bit of an overreaction. Hopefully we can learn from and not have to suffer through something like this again. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess like the frustrating thing too is, you know, having a lot of conversations with different people and getting different viewpoints and which I 100% respect any, anyone's view. Like I, I'm not, this isn't meant to like put anyone down who has different views or feelings. Everyone's entitled to feel the way they, you know, want right. to feel and everything. But, you know, I think, cause you know, I've even heard some responses to kind of something you just said, Aaron, like when you talk about the death toll and you mm-hmm. see people on Twitter say things like, Oh, you know, shout out to you people that are talking like 60,000 deaths isn't a lot. And it's like, no, 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 listen, not being insensitive to the fact that it's something that could hurt somebody that uh, especially has pre-existing conditions and and things. It's not that. It's just the way you can gauge something about its seriousness is by the numbers. So talking about numbers and stuff isn't isn't being insensitive. It's just it's more or less yeah. just getting a comparison to other illnesses where the global economy did not have to close, you know? And right. so, and I well, think and that's specific, the question. 
Yeah, why. And, and yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, it, it's it, you know, and and when the global economy is suffering, obviously the industry that we love, aviation. You know, I mean, there's lots of concern out there. I was, um, um, Combat Learjet and I were were kind of messaging, um, you know, the other day, and and uh, it it was it was through Instagram. You guys probably read the the direct messages, but you know, he's just really concerned about the industry, and and that's that's really kind of all of our feelings. Um, you know, and me being an optimist, you know, it's like, well, the world does. Basically, the world goes around with by aviation, and it's so important. And I just think that aviation will probably recover a little bit sooner mm-hmm. than what a lot of people right. realize. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you know, along the lines of what Ryan was saying, um, you know. Yeah, it, it it is sad all the deaths and and you know, but 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 really, I think another thing what it came down to was the media and the hysteria over well, so many people being infected and everybody, like everybody's like, oh no, right? When you get infected, it's your death sentence. Well, no, it's not. It's a vast majority of people that have contracted the virus. So- Never and, got and sick here's, or they recovered. Here's the thing, too, about the... So... Uh, I I mean, I, I can we... Since we're a podcast, can we be considered, like, members of the media? I guess we are when it comes to, like, air shows and and different things like that. But but the way the media is today, and, and I'm not going to get political. I'm just talking about how the media is reporting this thing. First off... Well, it's like them reporting on aviation. They just suck at it. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. It is. And and every news story that you see, and I don't sit there and watch the news. I can't do it because it just yeah. makes me angry. And if you watch it long enough and get absorbed into it, guess what? I mean, it starts to, it starts to, you start to almost feel that fear that they're yeah. trying to spread. And I mean, I've got, I mean, I'm sure everybody's got the YouTube app on their televisions. And um, when I pull that app up, I mean, the second row, it's nothing but coronavirus Mm -hmm. and death and and suffering. And and don't get me wrong. And we are not downplaying the seriousness of the people that have contracted this and that have died or that have become deathly ill or, you know, close to death and, and, anything else i'm not downplaying that at all but i mean the the way that that the media in the united states and i'm guessing you know unless you're in a in you know like a communist type country china you know the media right exactly you know the media china china (laughs) um but anyway what what i'm trying to say is i just i'm really I'm really disappointed with how the U.S. media is portraying well, this because they're they're doing it to keep people in fear, so they'll keep watching their fucking news broadcasts and clicking on their um, uh, you know, on these videos. Yeah. And 
I was so pissed off yesterday. I clicked through every video on YouTube that came up on my television. I just gave it a thumbs down. Yeah. I doubt that'll do anything, Good. but it made me feel better. Well, hey, that, that's, <laughs> YouTube gives us that power to, to, to do that thumbs right. down. So hell, might as well take advantage of it. But you know, right. you bring up a good point with the media and and the way they're covering this. I guarantee you, if the media decided to report on everything positive that's going on, the hysteria wouldn't be there because well, there's way more positive news as to this not affecting us as there is right affecting us. And, and again, dude, I'm I'm not downplaying. How sad it is for the people that right. did get sick and 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 Don't passed get us away. Wrong. Yeah, because our condolences and respect and 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 all that. It's I get it, you know. Just but like then what we're gonna have to do though, Aaron for, is for another. Sickness. I'm gonna need to bring then. But here's the thing, like, and and I know we're saying that because we're human beings and we're being compassionate, and I totally agree. But if we're gonna do that. And we need to pull up other illnesses online right now, um, such as the flu, such as different viruses, such as deaths by heart disease. And we need to be like, hey, we right. feel really bad for all these deaths because to me, it is the same thing. It's just yeah. because it it spread through different parts all over the globe. And so with the reporting, and you know what's interesting too is why do you think these countries like in the middle of Africa are like re not reporting any cases? What do you guys think? Um, well, I'm sure part of it is because it's freaking hot as hell there and the virus doesn't survive <laughs> too long. So, but, so but, that's that, a, but also the capability of tracking. I was just going to say in these, in these that, undeveloped countries. I bet that thing's in those countries, but they're yeah. just not testing everyone because yeah. they're like, we can't afford to test number yeah. one. No, that, but that's you're not, definitely part of it too. Yeah. But, there's no way to for sure tell then if any or how many deaths are being caused by the this coronavirus there because they're just not testing. And right, so we just right. don't know. And so I guess, you know, like at the beginning of the podcast, I said, I'm just ready for this shit to be over. And well, I know, but it's like, listen, I'm not trying to say it's not freaking serious. I'm just trying to say that if we are going to sensationalize this virus, then we have to sensationalize everything else. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Where, where's word on the, the uh, uh, AIDS, you know, AIDS, like, right. Um, that is, you know, it, I mean, you can't sneeze on somebody and get AIDS. Thank God. True. Right? Or else we'd be in a coronavirus situation. But, <laughs> I mean, AIDS is a, you know, um, what what's the virus that causes AIDS? HIV. Yeah. yeah. There you HIV. go. So HIV. So there's no talk of HIV. HIV though used to be a death sentence. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, right. it really did. And 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 then all these decades go by, and and you know the medical breakthroughs, and you know people can actually live with HIV now and and live long, productive lives, and it's all because of science well, and all that, but. But it still kills so many people around the planet every year. Right. But yet, there's no mention of that. I mean, it's, I, dude, I don't know. 
It's, I know we could just, really talk forever. I we, mean, we could. There's uh, a, there's a couple of points that I want to make before we move ready. on. But I think we're gonna yeah. we're gonna you know I mean obviously this is affecting aviation in a huge way, and there's some stories that right. we want to talk about because of this. But I just want to kind of put this into perspective. Um. Yeah. And I'm sh- not sure which one to do first. Okay. So, um. Of the total number of active cases of COVID-19, now these are active, these are confirmed, they're, I'm, I'm rounding this down a little bit, there are 1.3 million active cases of COVID-19 right now, as of today. We're on the CDC website, or no, and yeah, this, this is, is worldwide, worldwide. I'm right? sorry, we're not on the CDC website, we're on a website called worldometers.info. Which so, I found to be pretty accurate. Yeah. Pretty accurate. So, out of 1.3 million active cases, current cases going on right now, mm-hmm. 1.3. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I can't round it down because, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, 1,359,807 active cases. Okay, of those, right? Uh, that, that we, we know, know of. Of those active cases, that's 96%. How serious do you think those those patients are, Aaron? You're not looking at it, I know. No, I'm not. 96% Um, are in mild condition. Mild condition. Right. Of those 1,359,807 currently infected cases, 51,748 of those, or 4%, are serious or critical. Yeah. Out of, there's almost, what, 7 billion people No, I think, uh, isn't it three and a half? I think it's three and a half billion, and a half billion something billion. like that. But still, maybe it's, Is I it really? I, we'll I have to look like that up. I thought it was like six and a half. But, but, but I mean, I don't know, just I guess to put, yeah, right? Future. Well, not if this continues. <laughs> Um, but oh no, Aaron's right. Seven point <laughs> oh, eight billion. Seven point eight billion people on the planet. Billion, not not go. million. Billion. Yeah. And but that's yeah, but still billion. it spreads, and you can get it by sneezing on somebody. And yes, don't and please, please yeah. don't get us wrong. <laughs> we are not downplaying the seriousness. But what we're saying is, yeah. is. Do numbers like this, should numbers like this really incite a panic? And close the entire economy. And no, shut down it, the it entire world have. economy? Like, remember that, what um, um, yeah. our last uh, guest said, Chris Holmes? Yeah, um, Chris. He, Chris? I kind of felt bad, yeah. man. I mean, he sounded like he was okay, but he's like, no, nah, man, I'm just sitting around just kind of waiting, and they let yeah. go this many pilots and that. and. And for me, that's what gets me hyped up about this is some of these industries are seriously going to suffer for a while. Mm-hmm. And, for a long time. And yeah, I, uh, I think it is. And, you know, we even have some family members that might think it's necessary. And I am not trying to be insensitive. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm a sensitive person. And I'm so I'm not trying to be insensitive, but (laughs) I have finally reached a point like this is affecting so much. It's affecting me being able to see um, 
you know, my, my nephew's new baby, Tony's grandbaby. I have another grandbaby on the way that I'm probably not going to be able to be at the hospital for. And I just don't think all this shit needs to be done. And that's why when I saw right. the podcast today, I'm just like, I'm fucking done. Like, I'm I'm done staying in my house. I'm done everything yeah. being closed. I'll still wash my hands like I always will. I'll use hand sanitizer. If I have to wear a goddamn mask, I'll wear one. But let's just open shit back up. And I do not think it is going to blow up and we're going to go crazy and everyone's going to be freaking out. I just, there, name of Jesus Christ, amen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, 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 and to your point, brother, poverty, poverty causes way more pain and anguish and death yeah, than this I think so fucking too. virus will ever do. So, and that's my end of story, right? End of conversation point right there. Because if this continues the way it is, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be on the streets, or because you know, oh, and and then you get the argument. Well, the government will take. Well, I tell yeah. you what, the government will eventually run out of money too. Well, then you just got to tax the rich. Okay. Well, eventually yeah. the rich are going to run out of money chaos. too. So then what do you? Yeah. Do? Then no, you no, have no. those aren't chaos, the solutions. and that's the thing. Like. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. it's hard because it's hard because I just I know I just wanted to be over, and it's not that. Sad. And I've I've told anyone I've had conversations with this about if it changes and goes the other way, I will I will eat my words that I was wrong. But with the numbers changing from two point two million deaths right. in the U.S. Well, down to sixty thousand. Not only, and you know, oh, well, that was before we had mitigation. Before we, okay, but listen, the numbers aren't going to change that much by us doing what we did. Like, the virus just isn't as serious as they thought it was in no, the beginning. No, I mean, they're already dis. Yeah, it, here here in the United States, they're already dismantling right. these emergency hospitals. Wait, you found that they stories together, like that? You know, in, you found them? in convention centers and, <laughs> and, yeah, and I mean, you, you, oh yeah, absolutely. It's, like, but you right. don't hear about them because that's not going to get the, the you know the right people yeah. watching all the news networks and everything. I mean, it's it's just you know I I almost you know, wish the White House briefings one know, day it's one day the president would just be like, all right, folks, we are not reporting any negative statistics today. Negative stuff. We are today is positive today. Today is the right. day that we are only going to report on positive yeah. <laughs> things and see what an effect it has on people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I want to I want to just make yeah. another point here really quick before we move on to uh, the actual ramp check podcast. <laughs> yeah. Before we move on to That's our okay, a lot of well, those effects. We're, all, though. we're all bummed because yeah. there's the air shows and all kinds of anyway, but. So all weekend long, and I'm just going to call out the Today Show. Because on my YouTube, the Today Show, their thumbnail is 20,000 deaths in a, a, a red background with a yellow number, if I'm remembering it correctly. All weekend long. Nothing, you know, nothing saying Happy Easter, whatever. So... So, and then there's all the headlines now. The U.S. has more COVID-19 deaths than Italy. Okay, so 
Italy's population in 2019. Okay, well, well, thank you. Italy's population is 60.3 million people. Okay. The U.S. is over 330 million or something (laughs) like that. So we're, we're three times the size. And with something like this and as contagious as it is, I mean, yeah, we're going to have more deaths just because of the population comparison. So, again, yeah. right. Well, we have again, more deaths in the flu season. The media just sensationalizes the shit reason. out of this. So, look, if we've pissed a few people off, I'm sorry. If we've offended yeah. you, you know, I'm sorry. But these are our personal opinions, and we're frustrated because well, – because yeah. this whole thing, the the reaction by by um, you know, just and not not like it's like you said, not the necessarily knee jerk reaction, but the fear of the unknown, and not it's gutted the airline industry, it's gutted the travel industry. Yeah, well, it's, we have friends yeah. in the industry right. that it's We have we have friends that are laid off, that have lost their jobs, that don't know what's going to happen in the future. It's like Ryan said, I'm just. Well, and I was just getting well, to that. All the, all the air, air shows, shows that, that were, were canceled. canceled. So I was yeah, looking Tommy at... Yeah, Tommy has a list pulled up here. Yeah, I have a list. It's it's insane. Oh, it's, so go it, to it's, it's our ridiculous. news website, which is rampcheckreport.com. And down near the bottom, uh, in fact, just under uh, the link to listen to the podcast, are some air show calendars. And click on one of those air show calendars... And look at how many of these have been canceled. I mean, and and what kind of pisses me off more than anything yeah. is like shows into June and July have already been canceled. And yeah, oh yeah, Warriors they, the they just canceled Hill Air Force Base here in Utah, and it yeah they canceled it three when months it was out. almost three months out. And and you know this goes the, this <laughs> bang, goes now you got bang, me going bang of the bay. so. This goes back to what go ahead. Sorry, there's an were, air show called Big yeah, Bang of the Bay, and it about. just made me laugh. Sorry, make your point, Aaron. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so um, what Tony was saying about you know the the Today Show or you know whatever I show I I hate those morning shows anyway, but but anyway, it's like what if. What if they had a little ticker that said number of known cases, number have recovered, you know, number of people that are leaving the hospital, number of beds available versus what are taken and all. Dude, I guarantee you. Yeah. Everybody right. wouldn't be flipping out. But I tell you, it's just, ugh, it's just goddamn media that just likes to take control over everybody's life and you know, oh, hey, well, you need to rely on us and you need to rely on the government for everything because this is what happens, you know, if you don't. And here's the doom and gloom. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 yeah, I've had it too. Yeah. So I've, I've had it. It's a joke. If you're going to report numbers yep. and you got to report all the goddamn numbers, report who's recovered, report who's serious, report who hasn't well, even that's the had other thing symptoms, too, is they need to. They need to get just as serious about testing for the antibody as they are testing for the actual virus itself. Because because if they can establish, yes, and they are. And And I think they're fine. Hopefully they can do that on a very large scale because 
Because that right there should allow people to go back to work, especially if they've developed the antibody for it. And, you know, I'm not a doctor. And, and yeah. anyway, it's just... Well, apparently that's the next phase. Um, I was reading today that the next phase when things start opening up is going to be like the testing and then the tracking. Mm -hmm. Like, in other words, like someone feels sick. Yeah. Um, they go in, they test, they get it. They're going to tell them to stay home for two weeks and not go out. And then they're going to try to better track that so that it's not this big blown up thing where that person goes to work and it gives it to that person and that person. So yeah. it's going to be like, well, testing and tracking, I think right. is what the article said. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and. Right. Again. Yeah. Then do that with the. You should be doing it with that. everything. Do that with all yes. these other communicable diseases. I, I mean, it exactly. So I, and just, I'm not. I don't want to open up a whole oh, can of worms here. Anyway, but, um, I, did. I know we did. <laughs> uh, but and we'll move on to aviation here. It, right? <laughs> I promise. That's like the third time I've said this. But I think this is something that we've needed to get off of our chests that <laughs> we know. haven't been able to. And. You know, that, that brings yeah. up a point. Talk this out with your family and friends, you know. I think a lot of people are experiencing a shit ton of anxiety because they don't really feel like they can talk about it. Just talk about it. Tell people how you feel and get it off your chest and, and quit watching the fucking news, yeah. people. Just re get the briefings from the government, you know, from... From yeah. our president, from, you know, the, the CDC, uh, the CDC, Dr. Fossey, you know, all these get, get your information from official sources. I've got a newsflash for you guys. The media isn't fucking official. It's entertainment. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm going to copy Ryan and say, yeah, name and Jesus seriously, Christ it, <laughs> I know it is, but, uh, <laughs> or, or hell go. Go start watching uh, John exactly. Oh. Uh, yeah, we need to give that a plug, dude. That's always mm -hmm. that. <laughs> start doing like that's just yeah, an just awesome program do... he started, yeah. man. Just <laughs> that really is, you know, just and that like it is. I watch. That's I think the the one I watched was like ten minutes long, and I felt better after that ten minutes than I had in a long time, and it was just because. He was only reporting on good news. Like, right? It was crazy. Well, I'll tell you what, though. If yeah, uh, yeah. and and John is onto something. But yeah, I know. You know, I'd be pretty happy if I was married to uh, Elizabeth or Emily Blunt as well. So there you were. Um, yeah, <laughs> Emily Blunt. Sorry, I meant to say <laughs> Elizabeth, Elizabeth Blunt. I started with Elizabeth, and yeah. I corrected myself. So I could be blunt. <laughs> anyway, so um. So uh, yeah, no, so, so that's, we're bummed. Air shows, yeah, we're right. canceled. We know you guys are ready for this to be over with. Thanks for hanging in there. What do you say we talk some airplanes? Yes, please. I guess we can. So I wanted to bring something up that, uh, um, and you can find this also on our news website, ramcheckreport.com. So remember when we were talking about, um, or when we were talking yesterday with Chris uh, Holmes. And he was telling us his story about uh, uh, the high performance takeoff in a 757 that was going into storage yeah. from McCarran. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think it's kind of ironic and kind of funny. There's a story on Ramp Tech Report 
of an American Airlines Boeing 757 suffering a tail strike Dude, in Vegas. That is, that is so <laughs> funny that you bring that up because um, when, when, when I saw that on our site and reminded me that that's on there, first thing I did was click on it. I'm like, oh, shit, that wasn't Chris. He didn't freaking bang a tail was, on that high-performance climb, did I? was going to say, or did he? And, Chris, do you have something yeah. you want to add to that story? I know. That was yeah. so funny. Oh. And it was, but this it was, was actually... Landing, <laughs> oh, okay, it was on landing, but this was actually a revenue flight from Miami into right. Las Vegas. So exactly, so it wasn't. I, uh, I just thought it's that so was kind funny of funny that you brought that up because yeah, <laughs> that was my thought too. And, Not that I would think that you know, right. Chris is all about tail strike. Well, no, but, you know, but I mean, a high performance, <laughs> no, no, no. high we angle attack. About it on the last yeah, he's not. He's not one of those eighteen-year-old uh, <laughs> line guys that damaged something and then didn't tell anybody i'm sure he's a little more professional than that <laughs> or to decides to take a belt loader on a roller coaster yeah, ride yeah ryan well, i was young <laughs> i was young so um so yeah exactly. so that's oh, pretty boy. interesting and uh if you guys did not that's hear funny. uh the interview episode with chris holmes um the uh the podcast is titled uh that's dope uh just kind of uh, an, an homage to uh, his. Uh, <laughs> okay. I can't even talk. Yeah, to, uh, to his Instagram handle, uh, Dope Seven Six Seven Driver. So anyway, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, Listen to that up. Thanks, episode. Chris. That was uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. His his stories were were hilarious. Just he's so like laid back. He's yeah. so. Just, I just like how he's always like. Yeah, man, I did this, and yeah, yeah. man, like, cool, dude. I don't yeah, know. It was, it, fun. It, was, it just it was really fun to talk to. Him. Yeah, and if you want to hear um, an account of a man not washing his hands in the airport, um, oh, jeez, I know. There's also uh, a mention of that. Oh my god, that just made me cringe oh, when I heard that. I know. <laughs> you know what I thought was funny from that episode? I, I thought it was so funny how. He like told the story, and I was like, "I know, like they're gonna have to start hiring people to make sure people wash their hands." And then Chris is all, "Or someone chop them off, take them out." <laughs> I know. He like went next level. I know. That was so funny. Oh, that was pretty awesome. Well, it's yeah. so it's so disgusting because we've all seen that happen, right? And it's yeah. like, oh my god! Oh, I had it, a- especially not at an airport where. We're all going on airplanes together, like oh. Well, I man. saw it happen. I saw it happen like right in front of me at a at a grocery a local grocery store here in St. George, Utah. And this was this was about two weeks ago. So this is like right into the hysteria, everything that's going on. Yeah. And the guy goes in. I mean, granted, he took a leak, so instead of you know putting his hand down anyway. Um, well, still, but yeah. Man. He Jeez. he just walks out, and as he's opening the door, he grabs it. And I said, really? And he just kind of stuttered, and then he just kept going. So good. Speak up when you see that shit, people. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So thanks again to to Chris. Obviously, thanks again to Marcus, Sarah. That was a great episode, too. And Mark, if you're listening to this episode of the podcast, um, I pronounced your name incorrectly throughout the entire podcast. And you didn't say a word. So you're you're a gentleman or you didn't hear me. And I apologize. It's not Marcus Sara. It's Marcus Sarah. And um, 
by the way, his his uh, his book. Um, yeah, I started listening today. Is yeah. is absolutely amazing. Um, Tanker pilot. Yes, his book Tanker Pilot: uh, Lessons Learned from the Cockpit. I believe. Um, you got a little extra time. Go ahead and buy it and read it, um, or listen to it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. a, it's an amazing book. I. I'm glad I got to listen to it, and I can't wait to talk to him again uh, because we will be having Mark on here again, here, excuse me, very soon um, on the podcast, and we can talk about a little bit more of those stories. But um, yeah, and then of course, you know, we want to we want to thank uh, uh, Air Force Major Jay Durfler, uh, aka Fast. Oh yeah, uh, for the time that he's taken with us as well. And um, did I did I see a little? I don't know if this is official yet, if I should even mention it, but um, uh, we might be chatting with a dude named Acrojet in the near future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Chris was was talking about, you know, Acrojet and his name's Pete and uh, he was giving him all kinds of props and and uh, uh, Pete listened to our podcast. He loved our podcast. He loved the episode with Chris and and with Mark and he said he was going to listen to some more today, but, but yeah, we're, uh, we're lining that up too, because he really sounds like a cool dude too. And you know, to, I mean, this is why we do the podcast because all the people that we get to meet, all the people we get to speak to, uh, interview, uh, interact with, I mean, this is our passion, anything aviation and we love it. And I mean, this is exactly what we had hoped would happen when we do these shows, um, these episodes, because it just, you know, it just snowballs and we meet more people and, and the aviation community is so, it's so special because everybody that has the passion for aviation, we all understand each other. Right. And, uh, and it's so, it's just in having conversations with all these people, it's just easy and seamless. And, and, uh, cause we all get it. You know, Absolutely. we all understand. And for those listening to the podcast, same. I mean, you have the bug too. You have that love of aviation, that passion of aviation. And for those that are new to aviation, whatever, it's just going to cement that bug inside their right. body. And, and you know, that passion. And that's what we're here, you know, here for well, too. And, so and it, it is, it's so much fun. It really is. We enjoy, uh, we definitely enjoy doing this. Um, you know, it's funny, uh, maybe a little background as to how the podcast started. Um, so me, Aaron and Ryan have been working on a project, um, that we're trying to get launched. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're interested in investing a little bit of money on a really kick-ass product, um, let us know. Uh, but anyway, um, and, and, you know, we've run into a few roadblocks here and there. We've, we've, we've trusted some people that, that, um, um, or we trust some people to follow through that really didn't deliver and, and this and that. And, and this has kind of been a learning curve for us. It's not that we're dumb and we don't know how to run a business because we do have another successful business um, that we do in addition to this. That one, thank God, uh, pays the bills right now. Um, and we're very fortunate, by the way, with everything that's going on that we've still been able to work. We're very grateful for that. But um, 
we were just kind of getting frustrated and it's like, hey, we want to get this thing launched, but we want people to know who we are. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I just kind of said, hey, why don't we do a podcast? Yeah, I, and I think we all kind of kicked that idea around. I remember Ryan early on talking right. about it too. And and I think with your broadcasting mm-hmm. background, it kind of kickstarted us in doing it because you're like, well, shit, we can do this. I know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, and I spent like the next four days, like going on online and, you know, how to launch a podcast for dummies or, you know, just all kinds of uh, stuff like that and a lot of different resources. And um, uh, it just, it just kind of came together and and i cringe though every time i hear the opening lines of our first episode it's the ram check podcast yay <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't know why i opened it like that but i well, think that we were kind of screwing around and we weren't really going to record an episode and we just kind of just kind of flowed and we and we went yeah, yeah it, it evolved so. a little bit but that's okay yeah so and how many how many uh, followers do you think we had on Instagram at that time, Aaron? Oh, geez, couple hundred, maybe. Couple yeah, hundred, it and it's been it's been almost two a years, year. a year and a half. Or I mean, uh, not a podcast. year for the podcast. Since the podcast, Jeez, I don't even know. <clears throat> we started the Sorry, podcast. This is probably our what thirty sixth, thirty seventh episode. Yep. This is going to be. This will be our officially our thirty fifth episode. 35th, okay. But we've got, you know, our air show mm-hmm. editions, our our special interview editions and things yeah, like so that. Yeah, so we probably have 40-something, right? So let's see here. I'm going to see if I can get a date. Um, okay, so for well, while you're April. At, April. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so we interviewed fast. Oh, no, wait. The first date. Oh, episode one. Here we go. Oh, my God. April 12th. April 12th of 2018. Oh, wow. So almost that two was years to the day. Two years and a day ago. Cool. Can you believe that? That's when we recorded episode one. So it's been two years and and oh, like uh, 6,200 followers later on Instagram. So so yeah. that's pretty impressive. Wow. And thank you very much, people, for well, listening. Well, and, 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 and on... Yeah, they, it, it's all because of everybody listening, um, you know, and, and and on top of that, too, like all the people that have purchased the ramp swag from our right, you know, from our our website and, you know, people posting about it and stickers and hats and shirts and hoodies. And it's just so like we're we're so honored to be a part of that community because, I mean, it's to be able to take our designs and and our ideas and have people wear them proudly and display that proudly. And, but yeah, this is ramp check stuff this is ramp swag. It's, it's pretty awesome. It really is cool. And and that's why we do it. I mean, seriously. And, and as far yeah. as the podcast goes, you know, you were talking about episode one. The thing <laughs> Yay. That, I mean, we, we didn't know what the hell we were doing at all. No, we didn't. You just, but, but we just jumped in and did it. And I mean, it's, it's really, almost kind of like an analogy for life it's like anything you want to do any future pilots anybody you know you want to be an air traffic controller or you want to work the ramp or whatever just go do it because or be a flight dispatcher dispatch i mean you you name it anything every job is important in aviation 
don't be afraid to do it. Just go do it. You know, just, just right. jump into it. You got passion for something, just do it. And I mean, that that's all we're doing. You may have to put up with some bullshit along the way. Let me rephrase that. You will have to put up with some bullshit along the you, way. You, you <laughs> might get, just you like might get caught in up life, in a, dude. you might get caught up in a really intense um, match of pens. Um, that's right. <laughs> you want to know what else is bullshit? <laughs> Since we're on that. Uh-oh. Top Gun in December. I'm so annoyed by that, dude. Oh, yeah. I was so ready for that gun, movie. Yeah, from, Sorry. From June. Squirrel. Well, I was, <laughs> so, I was excited. Right. Squirrel, thanks for turning it was the coming out. There. It was coming out the same week as the Warriors Over the Wasatch Air Show mm-hmm. at Hill. So I was stoked to, like, see Top Gun and then go to an air show. And it's just like, geez, all that. So here's my thought on that, because I was thinking about that um, uh, the other day. And so a lot of the major studios Mm -hmm. um, with their movies and granted, not their big blockbuster movies, but like, um, like Trolls 2, instead of delaying it, it just debuted streaming. Right. Yeah. And, I've I've seen it eight times. It's fa- I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I haven't seen it at all. I'm just using like, it as an Trolls example. Trolls too. All right. Just as an example. So <laughs> would you guys? It's called Trolls World Tour. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Right. See, I messed that up. Yeah. Uh huh. Brother, we'll get your. We'll we'll record a review of the movie here. But uh, but you have a you have a little one, so you get yeah. a pass on watching stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I do. But let me ask this question to you guys: Would you a have Top Gun release on its scheduled opening date streaming, or would you rather have it or watch it in December in a movie theater on a giant screen with Dolby Atmos surround sound and the whole theater experience? So I'll, I'll go first. So I've got, okay. since I'm an Av geek and. <sighs> I guess if it was just being released to the Avgeek community, it'd probably be, probably um, make more sense for my answer. But I, release it streaming. I'm still going to go see it in the big ass theater, right? But no matter when it comes out, okay. But I get I get your point, right? But I mean, hell, I, I want to see it so bad. I mean, I'd right. love to see it, you know, right away. I mean, but I've got. I mean, I've got a pretty. Whatever. We can. We can. Wait. I've got a pretty kick-ass home theater system. You guys can attest to that. You know, I've got. I've got the Dolby <laughs> Atmos surround sound. You know, the the nine point two channels. I've got. You know, the the um, the OLED television. So it would look and sound really great on my system. But I would still rather see it in the movie theater. <laughs> Think Tony's comparing time. sizes. Well, I, my <laughs> point is, is I would go see it in the theater. Even if they released it yeah. streaming. I, I would take door number so. three, which is no coronavirus, see it in fucking June. <laughs> God. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. Unfortunately, I mean, door number three has been changed. I know. Yet. I don't know. I I mean, I say the same as Aaron says, like, release it in streaming and I'm still going to go see it. But if that... But that's what the three of us would do. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I think you, but, Top Gun, you've got to see that in a movie theater, you yeah. know? So, like, I don't know. I, I'd fact, probably. Well, that's why I said yeah. what I did. For for Avgeeks, it doesn't matter right. because we're going to go see it 
at the theater, and we're going to yeah, buy it and watch it at home yeah. too. So it, do, it just the doesn't average, matter. Yes. Yeah, if you're but you know, athlete, but for the rest of the world, yeah, yes, for the exactly. studios to survive, right. for the studios to have the funding to make these kick-ass movies, you you yeah, have to because Top that Gun is going to appeal to even people who aren't av geeks because it was that popular '80s pilot. Mm-hmm. hot guys playing volleyball type movie like what are you saying brother? <laughs> well you know <laughs> um you know like i mean Fabric, I, you pussy! i'll be happy as long as kelly mcgillis doesn't come in and do a have you seen her now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> kelly mcgillis didn't age <laughs> that's rough dude uh, it's uh, not. It's not fair to not a, Oh, whatever, dude. I'm a gonna be there, dude. I'm a lot sure of, I'll get yelled at by young kids all the time. A lot of teenagers <laughs> lost their virginity to. Well, a lot we know of teenagers Jennifer lost Connelly their, is their solo virginity to uh, Kelly McGillis. Hey, listen. Uh, in that scene, but but listen, but Tom yeah, Cruise but now Kelly McGillis. <laughs> but listen, Tom Cruise doesn't yeah. even look like he's aged at all because he's a fucking android. <laughs> so he's a anyway. he's a Scientologist android. <laughs> blow well, blow, yeah. blow blow. Yeah, I know, some, but some I was just kidding. Than I know. Others, we sure. we still love you, Kelly, and that's <laughs> yeah. how I remember you. Yeah, no um, doubt. But uh, <laughs> but Jennifer Connelly. Oh goodness. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, no, I think um, you know. I actually, sorry, what? this is a random thought. When I was reading about when they postponed the movie, uh-huh. um, <laughs> the whole scene, uh, the take my breath away, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess when that was when they filmed, so they filmed everything around that, and they yeah. had forgotten to do the kissing scene. So I guess they set up and only did that scene. Mm-hmm. And the actors were talking about how awkward it was because they just showed up and shot hours of tongue on tongue. <laughs> which which there there had to do something with the censorship and how they weren't allowed to show certain things or something. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I just had that thought yeah. like as an actor, how that would be like. <laughs> just... Yeah, that would be that would be so awkward. Oh, it'd be so <laughs> awkward, dude. But I remember being a kid and being all uncomfortable during that scene. <laughs> well, when you're a kid, I mean, what? What? That came out in '85, right? So, let's yeah. See. Five, Boys. six, seven. So I was eight, and I was uh, five. Ryan was, Ryan was five. I was a Even senior at eight in high years school. Old, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I know, right? It's like, it's like. Uh, can we see some more airplanes, please? And you guys are like <laughs> asking that, and I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't interrupt me. Tony's over there. I know Tony, Tony's, no one's looking. Tony's, uh, <laughs> Tony's taking notes for his next Nickmo. Oh, <laughs> Nickmo. I haven't heard that term in a, a while. That was, uh, that, was, yeah. uh, that was a pretty iconic scene. Do you think that, um, you know, like they've done with the Marvel movies and uh, Star Wars, that I mean, granted, there's only Top Gun and Top Gun Two, so you really can't call it a marathon. But do you think they'll show yeah. Top Gun, the original, in the theaters before that as well? I I'd, I'd go do that for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think I think that would be fun. That would be so cool. To in do. fact, I um, would go. You know, here here's a here's a I I would spend the money and go to the I, theater. I was just just to see 
the introduction yeah. to the movie. Just to see that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm getting that's, chills that's just best. thinking about it right now. It'll be interesting to see how they try to top that mm -hmm. with Top Gun 2. Because I guarantee they're going to do something they similar. just do the same damn thing. And I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Just, I bet it'll be really cool. But here, here's another thought about the movie being delayed. I wonder if it, it'll be. It, there's kind of a silver lining here. Because I wonder if they're going to take all that extra time and just edit it. And just fine tune that thing so that it's right, even better possibly, yeah. than than what they were going to release in June. Why not? Um, yeah, there's you know no they rush. could clean up some of the CGI. They could add scenes. They could really just kind of perfect it um, because you know I mean obviously the studio, um, you know the the June release this year was actually. The second time that they mm -hmm. moved yep. it, you remember it was going to be out yep. like six and months earlier. We were earlier. bummed about that. And then they and moved then... it. Yeah. Right. And so I'm just thinking, maybe it, maybe there's a little right. bit of silver lining here. Maybe they're just going to make it that yeah. much better and just make well. It and that another much more movie perfect. that I was waiting, I was but, really waiting to see was the uh, uh, the latest 007, No Time to Die. Um, because that looks like a kick-ass movie too, and I think that was pushed back to November, if I remember right. So, so I'm 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 glad that some of these big blockbusters are being pushed back so we can still see them on the big screen, as opposed to having them stream. I mean, other movies, that's fine, but um, yeah, anyway. I think that was a lot of them were kids movies because kids right. were out of school. Well, yeah, you have you know. to. Onward, yeah, um, was was released early. In fact, my daughter was pissed because um, Onward, when it first came out onto streaming services, you had to buy it, mm -hmm. and then a week later they put it on Disney Plus. Oh, right. And she spent the money to buy it before they did that. So <laughs> yeah, they. Um, well, the Disney Plus, they always have been doing that. So, well, but, um, but, but not like a week later. It's usually a couple months later, you know, because you want people no, to buy it. No, it, it, it actually, it actually hasn't been that way because obviously I have a one and a half year old. So we got a lot of right. little, you know, younger kid movies going on in my home too. Mm -hmm. But it's just like Frozen 2. Frozen 2 was released in streaming and then like soon after it was on Disney Plus. So, Right, it's, and uh, they did that because of the the quarantines and stuff with yeah. COVID. They they put that out early. Well, I, th I think that so, came out before all the quarantine stuff because we've been watching Frozen two. Yeah, for, it seems like seems like the quarantine's been yeah. Well, it forever. it did it did, but Disney actually released it early on Disney yeah, Plus yeah. instead of well. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, welcome to movie talk, everybody. So, um, <laughs> so no, let's anyway, talk about Frozen two. Yeah. We, we yeah right. <laughs> Let it go, um, Ryan. Yeah, I could probably sing a few verses from that movie right now, as much as <laughs> my son lo actually loves it. My son loves the musicals, so we're always watching those. But well, yeah. but um, so um, continuing on with some Av Geek talk and and coronavirus mm -hmm. and everything. Why don't we talk about that article on simpleflying.com dot com, uh by uh, Nicholas Cummins um, about the triple seven X. Oh yeah. And the title uh, of or the headline uh, title of the article, coronavirus could be a good thing for the Boeing triple seven X. And 
I kind of agree I, with uh, what he's written in the story. Man, that triple seven X is a badass bitch. She is I know. beautiful. It is beautiful. I'm it's, sorry, I shouldn't have said bitch. I apologize. Yeah, <laughs> she's beautiful. <laughs> well, but uh, I mean, his main point is with all the airlines kind of restructuring right now and and kind of speeding up mm-hmm. retirement of certain aircraft and. You know, especially the A380, which has taken a huge hit with this. I mean, airlines were already retiring their A380s, you know, only 10 years in. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and not, and, you and, know, and at, a, at a slower pace. And then all of a sudden, exactly. you know, the, the pandemic strikes and yeah. it's like, it's it's they're just it. dumping them. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you know, what I thought was pretty interesting is you look at all these customers that have orders for the 777X. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's 309 total orders right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as of uh, when uh, Nicholas started, which was April 9th. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the customers that have ordered them, Lufthansa, ITAD, Cathay Pacific, Emirates, Qatar, Al Nippon, Singapore, British Airways, almost every one of those have operated the A380. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's and true. I mean, I, it's it, it's it's just you know, and and all these airlines that are retiring, you know, seven sixty sevens and and even their older seven four seven four hundreds, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I it is. It's sad. I mean, we always have a soft spot in our heart for the queen of the skies. Mm-hmm. I have a soft spot, <laughs> and I just too. don't want to see, yeah, <laughs> any any seven four sevens retire, yeah. but you know, like KLM. You know, they retired their 747s early than, earlier mm-hmm. than planned because of all this. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, basically the, the, the gist of the article is, well, what's going to happen when capacity comes back and then all these right. aircraft are retired? Well, here's this beautiful, brand-new, ultra-efficient, ultra-long-range, state-of-the-art, just awesome triple seven x just sitting there ready and well and i want to right exactly and i want to expand on a point that chris made yesterday uh in in the interview with him is you know when he was talking about american um you know retiring you know selling mothballing storing whatever you know there's six sevens and seven five sevens is that 757 it's going to leave without that there, it's going to leave a gap. And it's like he said, you know, it's that, it's that longer range, higher capacity, single aisle aircraft. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is happening here with the triple X, with all these airlines dumping off the A380s and, and the 747s. Mm-hmm. Now there's a missing aircraft in their fleet. And it says so right here in the article, um, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, they won't have an aircraft that can perform a profitable long distance high capacity route and you know some of those routes are like la to dubai you know new york to singapore mexico city and the 77 is a great aircraft for some of those long range routes but that does not have the capacity that the a380 and the uh, and the other one yeah even like the um you know the airbus a350 which which by the way last week was the very first time i've seen an a350 in person yeah um because 
all these repatriation flights, you know, going in and out of all these, Mm -hmm. you know, airports across the world and across the country. Well, in Salt Lake City, we don't normally get, you know, exotic airlines and a lot of heavies in and out of Salt Lake. I mean, Delta does bring in like A330s, um, 767s, -hmm. you know, those type of heavies. And, And of course, you have your cargo where you have, you know, the MD10s and and uh, A300s and 767s. And during the uh, Christmas rush, you know, UPS will actually charter because of capacity, they'll charter, you know, some 747 freighters because all their other 747 freighters they have are already mm-hmm. stuck on route, right. you know, flying all over. But here domestically, they'll actually use some 747s um, during Christmas time. But, but, um, but yeah, the uh, Fiji Airways brought in an A350 uh, direct from Fiji to Salt Lake City, and I mean that is a beautiful aircraft. It really is. I mean, it's right. yeah, it, it's it's a close second to the Triple Seven X, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's, it's just it's beautiful. It looks really. I mean, I was impressed, and we posted. I posted some photos on our Instagram of of that flight and you know delta brought in some of their triple sevens which was you know beautiful um uh-huh. you know the only triple seven i've ever flown on was a delta triple seven so that was that was kind of cool to see but um you know it's uh even the a350 won't have the same capacity as like the triple seven uh dash nine which you know which is the the bigger version of the triple seven and there's even talk of a triple seven dash ten, which would, geez, that would just be crazy. But, but, um, but the triple seven dash nine is the triple seven X that's currently flying in the uh, flight test program. Um, even though they're not flying right this second because of COVID, but, but, uh, that's the aircraft that's been flying and, uh, it, it really just, it has the capacity, you know, it, it's got the distance, the range, um, the technology, the efficiency, it's, uh, gosh, I almost think it's probably going to revolutionize some of this, you know, long haul travel internationally. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it will too, because it's, you know, it's super efficient. They're using a lot of the same technology used on the 787 as far as the composites go, you know, the engines and look at those winglets, dude. So I was reading such a cool, I know, isn't that they fold up? That's really awesome. Well, it's yeah, it's actually not even winglets. It's it's just that right. they fold up oh, uh, to fit at existing yeah, yeah. gates because the wingspan is so I'm, long. I'm just looking at a photo of it, and it it looks like it's taxiing, but uh, it looks like a winglet. But you're right, it, yeah, it does look like maybe it folds up. Yeah. So, and that's awesome. The engine that's on that thing now, it's uh, I can't remember what the actual designation is. Let's see if it's on here. I don't know. But um, might be on the other one on the other page that I was looking at. But so they were saying that the diameter of the engines on this new triple seven, you can fit the fuselage of a seven thirty seven inside of that. Yeah, it's yeah, that it's, called, it's called the GE nine X. <clears throat> the nine X, that's right. And you know, it it is such a beautiful looking aircraft. But you know, I'm really gonna miss the seven forty seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just mm-hmm. don't know how. 
Well, fortunately, fortunately, you know, Lufthansa still has, you know, like a fleet of 20, um, you know, 747-8 Intercontinental, mm-hmm. the passenger mm-hmm. version. Um, Korean Air has some. China has some. Um, so we'll see and, those. And for, some of your cargo they're, barriers. They're not, those yeah. aren't going to be parked like yeah. the A380s. Yeah, and then I was just going to go there, Tony. There's lots of cargo mm-hmm. operators that'll um, probably even snatch up some of these 747 400s that have yeah. been retired commercial. Like Kalita. Freighter, but, Kalita. But yeah, that 7478 Freighter. Yes. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so here's something, too, Kalita. that I thought was kind of funny. And this, this story coming out um, is almost a little bit ironic. So do you remember when we were talking with Mark Hacera? Um, and he was talking about how the KC-135, um, how Boeing, uh, first, they were like the second runner up in the competition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Boeing's then CEO uh, saw the need for a tanker that wouldn't be able to, that would need to fly at jet speeds because the, the KC-97 was so slow mm-hmm. and it had such a low ceiling of operations. So... They're secretly, mm-hmm. you know, developing, mm-hmm. and you know, the um, the 707, and they had it under the um, the old Strato, oh, what was it? The old designation, anyway, of the KC-97s. Mm-hmm. And is this is this maybe a um, a little bit of history repeating itself? Because yeah, you know, Airbus has the A380, and and now. They're all retiring, you know, they, they served a purpose for a short window. And then now here Boeing is coming back into the rescue with the Triple Seven X. You see what I'm saying? They've yeah. kind of been developing that and maybe seeing that uh that the life expectancy of the A three eighty wasn't gonna be as great as maybe projections were initially <laughs> yeah. stating. Yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah, I mean it's it's just all all about all about efficiency and, and- you know, the A380 really, in my opinion, was probably about 20 years too late. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it probably could have given the, the 747 a run for its money, you know, had it come out in like the early 80s or, you know, late mm-hmm. 70s, um, you know, than what it did. But, uh, right. but yeah, I mean. But then again, but yeah. then again, engines were so inefficient back then. I don't know that it was even possible. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I mean, requirements really drive innovation. So, you know, maybe if Airbus was, you know, went to the engine manufacturer and said, okay, well, we need something that will lift this. They're like, oh, shit. You know, you never know. uh, By the um, way, a little bit of trivia. I want to read the first. No, No, you go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I insist. You go ahead. Okay. I just wanted to read the first Mm -hmm. paragraph. Good lord, are we on a delay? No, here? I was just being a smart ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear I because because I heard you talking. There's no delay between like, Tony and I. But yeah. anyway. We're, we're in pretty close proximity. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, you guys are you guys are sitting go ahead. We're not six feet apart. Um, but I better move back. Here, let me move back a little bit. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so social distancing. All right, brother, Use go that. ahead. Sorry. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to say, as far as, you know, I was talking about the 777X, I just wanted to read the first quick um, paragraph of the article because it really kind of 
you know, explains exactly what we've been talking about. We kind of jumped forward a little bit when we were talking about it, but, but, um, but, um, um, Nicholas, uh, Cummins writes, um, uh, deferring deliveries, canceling orders and retiring large aircraft seems to indicate that the Boeing 777X is ill-timed for launch. However, we would argue that the time has never been better for Boeing to launch a new state-of-the-art aircraft. With retiring A380s, 747s, and a chance to modernize fleets, airlines will be ready for the flagship type when it arrives next year. And I think that really sums it up. That does. Absolutely. Absolutely, because... You know, a lot of these airlines are retiring these aircraft, and so they're getting them off the books, and it makes them, it, it returns them to a state of profitability. Now, people have to start flying again, granted, but, you know, they're taking these opportunities yeah. uh, to do this, and they're going to have some cash to put into these. Plus, they're so super efficient that um, there's... Yeah, right. Well, that's, that's just it. That's just it. But yeah, I mean, I think people will start flying again sooner than later. I everybody, I guarantee you, they're just getting that itch to get out and travel again and and business travel and right. You know, visiting family and it's just, you know, it, it's it's not going to be this doom and gloom, you know, like some people predict. I mean, people are going to want they will. to get out there For again sure. and and travel the world and we're going to need mm-hmm. these well, aircraft. I'll tell you what. I'm do that. going to be looking for some killer right. deals to go travel somewhere nice because mm-hmm. I, I want to start putting my money right into the aviation industry and yeah, helping it. Boom. I'm not going to be afraid to go anywhere, to be honest. So. I agree. Yeah, I'm not either. I just I just hope it can bounce back. And yeah. By the yeah. way, how many? Uh... And I won't be and I won't be able to I, I won't be afraid to fly on the max. Same. Oh, hell no. When that. Exactly. Well, let me rephrase that. I, I don't know that I would want to fly the Max on either e- Ethiopian or Lion Air. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, True. But uh, I think any any domestic flag carrier being here in the United States, I and, and even in Europe, I shouldn't, and and Asia, you know, these, these areas where training is at, at, at a much higher standard and maintenance is at a much higher standard. Yeah. You know, than, than some of these other countries that are just kind of, you know, entering, quote unquote, the industrial revolution when it comes to the airline industry, you know. Right. So, um, so yeah, I have total confidence in that aircraft. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and I would love to fly on one of the first ones. So, yeah. Um, you know, once it's recertified and they start flying again. By the way, so getting back to the uh, A380 really quick. Yes. So with all the airlines that have been retiring these, you know, and storing them, how many airlines are actually operating A380s right now? Oh, I think there's probably only a couple. That'd be my guess. So apparently there is one. China Southern is flying the only commercial A380 service right now. That's it. One airline. Wow. That's crazy. And... How different, how different was this a month ago, six weeks ago? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know. I'm just amazed at how, um, 
just how quickly things have changed. Hey, before we end the podcast, we've been on for just a little over an hour and 10 minutes now. Mm -hmm. um, here's another really cool story that you're going to find on Ramp Check Report. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we just put this up recently. Um, the title, the headline is This Man Owns the World's Most Advanced Private Air Force After Buying 46. 46 FA-18 horn. 46. Yeah, dude. Did I say 46? Oh, my God. 46. Where did this guy get his money to buy those? Holy. Like, does, it, does the article mention um, So he has like, how we could afford that? <laughs> so his name is uh, Don Kierlin. By the way, I want to credit uh, Tyler Rogaway uh, from The Drive, uh, The War Zone, um, for this article. But... Um, uh, so he's been in like the contractor adversary air support, kind of like Draken is. Mm -hmm. So they've had a fleet. Yeah, he he owns Air right. USA. That's awesome. Yeah, Air USA out of Quincy, Illinois. Um, he has, if I read the article right, he was the first to buy. Um, he was the first to buy a MiG twenty nine Fulcrum, and now I think they have four. Yeah four of them yeah really yeah yeah he's four got MiG two 29s. dual seat and and two single seat mig 29s so why isn't he using those as aggressors wouldn't that be fun to uh well yeah i know if, if you read the article it's it's because they're just not equipped i mean they don't have the radars they don't have the uh you know per flight out i mean it, it those things are dogs for maintenance. And so it's cost effectiveness and, mm -hmm. yeah. and without the, you know, the radars and, and, you know, cutting edge radars, you just, you know, it would be almost worthless for most of what they'd be contracted for. That's true. That's what makes these yeah. um, F-18 purchases just incredible because they're, yeah. they're all, they're all uh, Royal Australian Air Force F-18s that are, that are all going to end up being retired by the end of next year. Right. And they're, and, so, and they're exactly the same. He's getting them exactly the same as they're flying with the Royal Australian Air Force right now. Yeah. Which is really cool. I thought that lo those looked familiar. I wonder if we've seen some of these at Red Flag before. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they did bring some legacy Hornets to uh, some Red Flags last year. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they actually sold some of them to Canada too. Some of them that were participating in Red Flag actually went up to Canada after they transferred them. But oh, yeah, uh, it's like twenty five of them. But yeah, I mean it, it. It that is a really cool article, and you know, really, you know, goes through and and talks about how you know they're going to bring them over. Some of them they're going to actually put on a ship and and bring them over. That way, some of them are going to just fly, you know, with tanker support, you know, right from Australia to the United States. And mm -hmm. and uh, the article was also talking about how, you know, most of the flyable aircraft, which is the majority of them, I think there was only 10 of them that weren't flyable. And it was only because... Yeah, 36 are flyable. Yeah, it was only because it's not that they're not airworthy. It's just that they just need, like, some parts and and stuff like that. And then they're good to go. But, but, uh, you know, basically they're going to be ready to rock and roll, like pretty much when they get here. Mm -hmm. Um, well, yeah, and the article says cool. also that they're acquiring all of the parts. Yeah. Um, you know, and support equipment that the, 
Australian Air Force has. I mean, and, and it was saying in the article that just the, the parts and the ground equipment and the service equipment and everything was worth over over a billion dollars alone. Yeah. Yeah. Not 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 the airplanes, just the support uh, equipment. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that Very was cool. Uh, yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. So he has a little bit of money. Apparently, apparently it pays to be, um, you know, a contractor uh, to the DOD. (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's I'm sure he's got his uh, his money in a bunch of different areas of the economy uh, money or even the capability or even have a bank say, "Okay, we'll we'll fund this for you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. That's just. And and just think of the that cost is, is cool. of what it's going to be for the ground support and those personnel yeah. and maintenance and um, that's. But I'm I guarantee that his contract with the DOD uh, paid for all of this and so much more. <laughs> so well, and and he's also going for future contracts too. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, you know the military hiring these outside firms, you know, as, as aggressors on top of what the military already has as aggressors. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's just going to save the military just millions of dollars every year, you know, by hiring this out. And, and, uh, you know, the cool thing is a lot of the aggressors, um, a lot of these companies have been purchasing these retired and mothballed, you know, legacy fourth generation fighters for. So, I mean, it's going to be really cool as av geeks, you know, and as spotters to, to go to, you know, the red flags and, you know, in these different military bases, Hill Air Force Base has aggressors mm-hmm. in and out, you know, throughout the year. And so it's going to really be cool to see, you know, these, these F-18s and aggressor colors, you know, I mean, I know the Navy, you know, already has some, which are, you know, really kick-ass, just, you know, kind of like the 64th Aggressor mm-hmm. Squadron down at Nellis. Um, but uh, it's going to be cool. I mean, these F-18s, these, these Mirage F-1s, um, you know, I mean, these are supersonic, you know, fourth-gen fighters, and when they're upgraded with these radar systems and electronics, they're a formidable force, you know, against the blue air for these, uh, for these, you know, um, exercises. And so it's, it's just going to be really cool as av geeks to be able to witness that and see that. Right. Well, and I've always thought it was kind of funny that you've got these fifth generation fighters. You've got the, um, you've got the F-22 Raptors, you've got the F-35 Lightning twos, and they're going up against these aggressors that are, you know, a4s and <laughs> and uh uh you know L39s and L159s and all that and yeah I yeah know, and those, it's like those really old and ones. and granted the F16s you know the F16 aggressors they're a little bit more advanced but again the F16 was it went into service in the 70s and so yeah. even though it's a badass airplane it's still you know almost well it is it's almost 50 years old right and yeah well um, most most of our enemies though that's what we would be fighting right you know right yeah Um, but and and you're you're right about that i mean but i think it just gives our pilots those thoughts go into when they do things like this like what the military might be facing and and stuff like that which is cool i mean it 
it would just be cool to facilitate all of this and you know basically have an air force to go up against the air force to help them train mm-hmm. um i mean this guy that what an awesome i don't want to say job because it's probably not a job for him but you know that would be so awesome to do that i could see us running something like that that would be a lot of fun that would be <laughs> that'd be fun i we'd have to hire a lot a lot of people that are a lot smarter than us. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but it would just be cool that, to be behind that. I get that. your point, though. Right. Yeah. I get your point, though. Yeah, it'd be cool to have him, uh, um, have him on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll be. have to look him up and see if he'd be willing to come on. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, Don Kirlin. Yeah. Um, so what's it but, like uh, to you own know, the like, largest you know, go- private air force in the world? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. I'm still excited about the uh, F-35 aggressors, you know, yeah. going down yeah. to Dallas sometime in the in the future because they're they're working that out. You know, when we interviewed uh, Brigadier General Novotny, you know, the 57th Wing Commander, he was, uh, you know, talking about how you know, yeah, we'll we'll eventually get them. You know, we just have to work around a few things, you know, with Congress and right. whatever. But that'll be cool because. Once we get that, then, you know, we can kind of train more, you know, against like, you know, Russia. They, you know, they have the uh, SU-57, which is their new stealthy fifth generation. And and then the Chinese J-20, um, which is their stealthy fifth generation. And again, when, when I say when I, mean, I say fifth they're, generation. They're stealthy, quote, unquote. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's where I was going with that is you know, fifth generation is a lot more than just the way that it looks. Um, you know, it's performance, right. it's, you know, the avionics, the electronics, you know, you name it. So I don't really know how fifth gen they are at this point. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it'll, it'll be cool for, uh, for our armed forces to, you know, be able to, you know, kind of fight against our own, you know, right. um, like a fight against a more formidable opponent, exactly. You know, to and having to an F thirty trained, right? Much more exactly. Having the F thirty five aggressor will just, you know, give them that much more. Because I mean, they're doing that now. I mean, they're using F thirty fives in operations all over and training, and so you know they're mm-hmm. fighting against each other and F twenty twos and everything. So yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty cool though. That's. That's a really cool article about those. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, it's pretty much, gosh, it's it's like a whole like three. What what did the article say? It was like it's like having three combat wings or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Aircraft. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty awesome. And but, uh, um, you can find uh, you can find links to this story and several other stories um, on our news website, rampcheckreport.com. You can also go to rampcheckglobal.com, and that'll take you, of course, to the Ramp Swag Store. There's also links to the Ramp Check Report page, as well as uh, links to actually listen to the Ramp Check podcast as well. So so I guess if there's anything else you guys wanted to add, I, I think this might be a good place to kind of end our little rant. Uh, I mean, our, our little <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, I just want to thank everybody for, if you're still listening, for hanging in there and 
kind of letting us get our thoughts off our chests. And, and if you'd like to vent as well, um, you know, you can always, uh, you can always DM us on Instagram, uh, and that's at ramp check global, um, you know, or comment on one of our threads or whatever. We'd be happy to listen to you and interact with you guys. Um, and once again, you know, thank you very much for, uh, following us on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, uh, buying ramp swag from the ramp swag store, uh, and, um, uh, listening, you know, to the ramp check podcast. Well said brother. Well said. Well, thank you. Exactly. (laughs) Second. (laughs) Hey, Aaron. Here, here. Aaron, if I was, if (laughs) (laughs) don't stop that again. Um, (laughs) so Aaron, if, if I was just, uh, you know, sitting around and, and, um, kind of flipping through some pictures on the Instagram and I was like, you know what? Oh, while I'm listening to the ramp check podcast, um, I'd like to follow Aaron Rumfollow on Instagram. And how would I do that? Well, uh, you would just go to at Aaron Rumfollow. <laughs> That's where my personal Instagram is. And Twitter. Um, of course, Ramp Check Global has the at Ramp Check Global uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We're on Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have, you know, quite a few followers and interaction through Facebook as well. So um, that's how you'd find me, though, at Aaron Rumfollow. Um, most of my AvGeek stuff, though, is all through Ramp Check. So yep. um, if if uh, airplanes and aviation is, is what you want, then definitely follow at Ramp Check Global. But uh, again, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's uh, who's purchased uh ramp swag and uh that follows us and listens to the podcast we really appreciate it and uh we love being a part of the avgeek community ryan how about you brother um you can follow me on instagram at rum follow me and i don't need to repeat anything Aaron said about uh the ramp right. chat global account and all that but just Thanks everyone for listening and I'm in a much better mood now than I was in the beginning. So good. We accomplished something. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. good. And, um, yeah, I'm going to, uh, here, here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, ah. uh, second or third, what Aaron and Ryan said, um, for all of the, uh, uh, the av geek related stuff, of course, at ramp check global, um, my personal Instagram, if you want to check it out, I just, Last night I posted. It's been a while since I posted on my individual Instagram, yeah. but um, there's a there's a picture of some beautiful baby back ribs and potato salad that I made yesterday. Um, and your and your meaty barbecuey selfie. <laughs> Did you like that? Yeah. I, I figured those pictures wouldn't be complete unless I, I showed barbecue if, sauce all over my face. I killed those ribs yesterday. I don't know yesterday. if I necessarily like that, but I got to I gotta laugh. Oh, a bit. well, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's it's anyway. Um, exactly. So at T Rum Follow, that's where you find me. This, of course, is the Ramp Check Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, and of course uh, SoundCloud. Um, uh, listen, share it, subscribe, give us some ratings. Um, you know, we've had a lot of the podcasts actually 
uh, passed on to a lot of new listeners over the last several weeks, and we'd certainly love to keep that momentum going. Um, and uh, if there's really nothing else you guys want to add, Brian, I think it might be your turn. Good day, everyone. 